Hi, this is Thomas. And this is Robbie. And this is Megan. And you're listening to The Drop Podcast, our weekly podcast where we talk about all things running. And this week, we got to go in for you. I think we're on episode 31. Yeah, we are. So, so let's get, I don't care. Let's let's shoot this one out the hole. Let's get going. Well, by the way, I've had some experience bleeding the last week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I knew that throw you off. I had a bloody nose randomly one time when I woke up. A kid fell down. On the sidewalk, cut his knee open. It's just been a... I also fell on my knee after stepping in like a cream pie. It's been pie. a Sunday bloody Sunday over here. Yeah. Wow. You know what would have been great with that, though? What? If instead of me having to go get a needle to draw the blood, like inside tracker could have just taken that blood. There you go. And uh, sampled it right there. Yeah. They, instead of just wasting that blood, they could have taken it. They could have put it through their analytics, seen what was going on with you. Maybe you needed more iron. Is that what stops you from bleeding out? Uh, iron does help coagulate. Cool. Or no, carries oxygen. That's what okay. iron does. What's the thing when you... Um, Anemic? Bleed? Yeah. Isn't that... Don't you need more Anemic? iron with that? You know, I'm not that into blood, but I'm sure Inside Tracker could tell you what that is and, and how, to, how to do it. What happens when you send your blood into Inside Tracker? So they give you recommendations on like nutrition and other things that can improve your running and like, like overall fitness, and, I think. Yeah. And anyways, if you go to Inside Tracker backslash forward, which slash is it? It's a slash because it's bloody, <laughs> you know. <laughs> InsideTracker.com slash believe. believe. You're going to automatically save 25% on using Inside Tracker. So Hey, we just snuck in an ad on you. Boom. All right. Anyway, so let's get into this week's show. We got some exciting stuff for you. We've got shoes. We've got uh, athlete slash bass player. We've got news. We've got everything that you need to get this run done. And if you're not running, yeah, you'll still probably enjoy it. Yeah. So big shoe news this week, Peg 38, Nike Pegasus 38. That's a... well, we get to show it. It's coming off embargo. I don't. I still don't know when it actually releases. Yeah, you'll you can watch that video today though. Oh shoot, because it's, it's out. It is. Yeah, the YouTube video will be up today this morning, uh, at nine a.m. Anyways, but guess what? We forgot to talk about us. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Why am I talking about a shoe before Everyone's we talk about favorite us? Favorite. I don't part know. Part of the podcast. You're yeah. crazy. This is the part that people save and then skip the rest of the <laughs> podcast. All right, so let's get into it. Robbie, how's your running going this week? Not bad. I got in uh, a few runs and felt pretty good. You know what shoe I ran in? The A6 Magic Speed. Mm. I really like that shoe. And remember when we first got it, I was like, oh, this is going to be a garbage shoe. <laughs> I don't remember you saying it that way, but I know that we, we thought we were Sorry, excited. A6. Well, we were excited. We thought A6, when they told us they were sending it, we thought maybe this was going to be the super shoe. And when it came, we go, I said, I hope this isn't I think that's what shoe. it was. Yeah, our expectations were not what that shoe was. But I love it. It reminds me of the Saucony Endorphin Speed, maybe. Like that kind of firm, plated. You got so excited about it that I actually pulled it out for a run. Like, I, yeah. I pulled it out for another run. I've done a couple runs in it so far. And the, your response about how much you liked it, I was like, let me, let me... Okay. Right. Let me what, take it back What out. did you run in it? Were you doing easy miles? Uh, yeah, but I like picked it up. It wasn't that easy. It was kind of like in the middle, and then it was doing some actually kind of like big hills back where in PA, and I just like the way that it rolls. That's my favorite thing about the Saucony Endorphin Speed. It just like mm-hmm. rolls like that rocker it has, and somehow 
some reason the A6 one just hit me that same way. So Well both are plated. Yeah. And they have that like lever that levered rocker type thing. So anyways, so running's been good and it's been we had some awesome sunny days here in Baltimore. So that's just nice to get the We were in Florida and it was actually warmer. It's crazy. <laughs> Every time we yeah. go to Florida. So it's it was warmer. warmer in Maryland. Yeah. Not was. not that it pretty much the same. Okay. Still. But considering we're in Florida. Yeah. We're in Delaware. I mean, when I was at the amusement park with the boys, it was ninety degrees. When we go back to have kind of adult time, uh, down in Jacksonville, Amelia Island area, it was like fifties. Yeah. Fifty mm. six. It was perfect great running, running weather. weather. Yeah. 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 Oh, I did want to say there's a new sushi place in Baltimore. It's over in Canton Square that I went to, and it's so good. But I'll, I went to say, is there anything better than, like, fresh sushi? Like I miss sushi. Fresh fish sushi. It's the best. Like I, tuna. Ha- I haven't had fresh sushi in, since the pandemic, I don't think. Okay, check this place out. I'll give it give you the details afterwards. What are we doing for dinner tonight, Meg? But, but it's also healthy, which is a nice, like, it seems like it shouldn't, like, it's so good that it shouldn't be healthy, but it's very healthy. All right, I'm down. Just shout out the sushi. I just wanted to throw that in. Yeah, glad, you, glad you got that in there. Well, we didn't have the kids, so I was like super excited to be able to. Oh, where were the kids? Out. Are they with your parents? Mm-hmm. Nice. So that was awesome. That was last weekend. All right, cool. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, Thomas May. or May. Yeah. yeah, let's go to Meg. Oh, um, yeah, my running's been good. I've been enjoying this spring weather a lot, so that's been nice. Um, I mean, we were talking about this morning. Fifty degrees is feeling kind of warm well when you're doing a workout it feels warm when yeah. you're moving yeah like I, I was surprised like it's almost like i'm hot <laughs> yeah yeah but, but yeah how did your workout go this morning pretty good um it was really really hard one but what was it it's really complicated okay <laughs> it was basically bore everyone on the podcast tempo miles 800s tempo miles 400s tempo miles well so like a ladder yeah sure. a downward ladder yeah but yeah, it was long and very difficult, and I felt very warm towards the end, but it was good. I'm in that cycle where some runs feel hard, harder than they should, and some feel easier, and I don't know what I'm going to get the day. Like, I could have an easy run of six miles. I'm like, I cannot wait till this run is over, and then I'll have, like, another run, and I'll be like, oh, that went by really quick, and I don't know what the difference is. If I could figure that out, it might be alcohol and sleep. I think uh-huh. some days your just legs just feel dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That happened to me the other day. It sucked. And I was telling Robbie earlier, I this morning I had to get up really early to get 10 miles done to take the boys to school and missed out on the Faster Bastards run this morning. So I was a little bummed about that. But I got my 10 miles done, and I did it in the Pegasus 38. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I, I felt like it was good timing since we did the video review this morning. Um and, uh, you know, it's a really nice, smooth shoe. I ran this week. I ran a lot of different shoes. I ran the Saucony Axum and it's an Axon. Axon. Yeah. Axon. Like Axon, Ax off. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Um, they basically did a Mr. Miyagi thing with took the W off the front. Yeah. I ran the magic speed. I did a couple miles in the meta, uh, meta, meta uh, speed sky. Yeah, that's it. Every time. Every time. Well, Meta Racer, Magic Racer, it's, it's too much. Oh, I, I um, feel you. Um, and then a, uh, I also did 
Like I said, the Pegasus 38. I'm trying to think if Clifton I squeezed eight. anything. Oh. oh, yeah. I got Clifton Miles in and also um, uh, Skechers. Skechers Ride 9. Yeah. So, like, I'm I'm throwing some shoes in the mix. You should get you should grow two more legs so you can test more shoes. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to do that. Uh, Four-legged. Yeah, we're, we're working on that right now. <laughs> you should go quadpedal. Yeah. Put your hands out. Well, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, you know, we're adding a new team member coming up in, in – uh, is Ralphie officially any part of the team? Yeah. For and, real? And he'll be reviewing shoes. We're just going to tie them to him and see how well, far Did you see that Solomon... I was th- going to say, they're yeah. making dog shoes. They are not. That was an <laughs> April Fool's. But you know what? I bet you they are because the response on that April Fool's post so. were out of control. People were like, I need, need this immediately. Uh, poor dogs. Don't they actually make dog shoes, though? They do. Yeah. There's a, Solomon, a company but... that makes them. And it's, I was like, it's just like a little... Bit. To keep the road salt off the dog's foot. Yeah, but I'm like, Solomon is definitely going to do this. You win twice. You make a pair of shoes. Like It's like kids making kids' shoes, basically. Solomon already makes kids' shoes. Double down, charge twice as much. Your whole family's wearing Solomon dog shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wonder if you put kids' shoes <laughs> no, onto the dogs. I'm pretty sure they're made differently. <laughs> well, that in the post they were. I'll tell you what. Like, you see those families that all wear, like, Lily Pulitzer or something. You're going to see moms running with their dogs with the same shoes as their kids. Oh, it's going to be so annoying. Yeah. They're, they'll all be in their Lululemon drinking their lattes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's coming. <laughs> dogs need shoes. So is Ralphie going to be wearing Solomon? Are we going to review those? Uh, unfortunately, uh, Ralphie's already sponsored. So Ralphie's you know. their dog, but yeah. Thomas is Meg's dog. He, he's a Cotopaxi sponsored mm. uh so unless maybe i'll get some hocus yeah did you buy that cotopaxi collar thomas she did. just told me i probably could have wrangled it yeah i, you know, I have a feeling we'll need thomas another one. was on the gram and there might have been a martini in one hand yeah <laughs> he's scrolling through it's a nice collar i think it, looks, it cool. looks beautiful yeah um yeah i do i do i think that it's a sign of uh i enjoy good marketing and when it hits me and, uh, Every time it falls for the Instagram ads. When it hits you I at love the same time ads. the vodka hits you. Well, you know, people That's don't. That's it. It's that combo. <laughs> people don't like targeted ads because they're like, they're targeting me. I love it because they're like, <laughs> I have you. a dog and he needs a collar and this is a nice collar. If you are coming to me with what I need, that's a good ad. Is if, that, I, what's like, your favorite targeted ads purchase? Don't say the towels. <laughs> mm. Megan hates those Megan towels. Hates no, but she's come around on them. Now they're pretty good towels. Uh, they were pretty good. I did a Gear Patrol, did a, a, a uh, mm. what's the towel called? It's like parachute. Parachute. And I bought those and I like those. Um, Honestly, t shirts every once in a while. Yeah. I So we we reviewed Kodo Pack. He's laughing. Why are you laughing so hard? Because that raccoon one I got. No. <laughs> what was the raccoon one? <laughs> I forgot I ordered it. And I ended up giving it immediately to uh, my son. <laughs> is it? Can we say what it was on the podcast? <laughs> I forget what it says. <laughs> Everything is trash. <laughs> and I had a raccoon. <laughs> I love that that was targeted to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the best was he denied that he got it. And for like I, two I, days. Had to, I had to go back and look at my history. Did you like, remember that you got it? No, I didn't. Oh my gosh, it. that's amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you looked at it and weren't like that's something i would never buy no i looked at it that's funny <laughs> okay 
It is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, the raccoon and everything is trash. Um, yeah, I was like, who bought this? He's like, I did not. And I'm like, who, wh- who would who have else? sent us this? Right. And then we looked through his credit card transactions. <laughs> <laughs> it oh, happens, man. yeah. That has nothing to do with running, but... No, but it's a, that's, we get targeted with ads all the time. Oh, so, Cotopaxi, we reviewed them, but I was getting targeted with them yeah. forever, and that's how I knew about them, basically. And then uh, one of the PR companies we work with you know, has them, so I was like, let's review it. And yeah. it's awesome stuff. I still haven't tried any Cotopaxi stuff. That's because it's you're not in November Project. That's true. I do stick to the I basic love, color palette. I love their stuff. Yeah. I mean, I I would like the like at least one colorful piece of all right. I'll garment. In my we'll face. get you one of these days. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that's it for running. I think it's going well. We're doing this weekend. I have, uh, I think this is like my first. I did like a eighteen miler a couple of weeks ago. This is my first twenty miler in this cycle. It's a little daunting for me because it's it's a little um, it's a six mile warm up with fourteen miles uh, faster faster than marathon pace or maybe that's supposed to be my new marathon pace since I'm trying to do better. Okay. Luckily, you live with a pacer, so yeah, it's not so bad, Ralphie. Yeah, yeah so it's gotcha. it, yeah, it's uh, well, yeah, I hate, I hate even throwing it out there because I'm I'm a little nervous about it, but it's six mile warm, so that means whatever I want to do. And then 14 miles at 733 pace, which it seems like. A is weird. that your goal, goal pace for a marathon? I guess it is. I didn't know it, but you know, my coaching, my coach has put that, put me down. If that's the workout, that's his goal yeah. marathon. Yeah. Pace. Okay. So when's the York marathon? Uh, May, May. May 16th. Coming right up. May 16th. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll come up and um, cheer for you. That'd be fun. You, you, you can do it on your way to your parents. The, um, Why don't you come do the half? I'm doing the half. I could be into that. Yeah, you're ready. You're starting to come back enough. I, mean, I could at least finish. The it. only thing that's driving me nuts is I still have this, like I have a foot pain that I know oh, it's no. not a stress fracture. You've it's been just hanging like, out with the Weisbergs? It's just yeah. a, no, it's a tendon thing. And it for months now, and it hasn't gone away. And uh, You haven't been tending to, to it. it. I get it. Oh, Sorry. I'm a dad. What can I two say? Dads. <laughs> two dads. Two dads here. No, that's a different podcast. There's two dads podcast. I was on it. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, yeah. If you need me to massage it, let me know. Just give me the word. Okay. Okay. I think that was in my job description when I came on the team. It, it pretty much. It, it, there was it, an asterisk. Yeah. I put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> I must touch your feet every, every once in a while. It's a part of my bonus. Um, anyway, so that's it for the running. Uh, I know... Uh, it's usually weird because I'm doing the shorter workout than Megan because she's training for a half now and we flip floppy and I'll be doing the marathon. But um, yeah, so cool. cool. We'll see. Do we need to talk about the Pegasus 38 anymore? I don't think the Pegasus, I think we should jump on the Clifton. Oh, okay. Don't you think? Or yeah. do you want to talk about the Peg 38? I mean, we could wrap up the Peg I don't even care if we talk about either one because we're putting both video reviews out and whatnot. Yeah, they'll be out real soon. But there are people, if you like the Clifton, it's more of the same. Yeah, you're going to like it. It's, so just prepare yourself. Well, the only it. thing that's changed is the EVA is a little bit softer. Do you think so? Yeah. She, she should have done a video review. I didn't even think it was much We didn't softer. even mention that. I don't know because it's my first Clifton I ran in. I mean, I, I didn't notice it was softer. Didn't Jeremy say that too? It, that's because it is a new EVA. 
Or meanwhile, I spent like 10 minutes saying, do a new insult material. <laughs> well, it's not really a new. It's, it no, is. That's, it, yeah, it's, it's a new midsole. But it, it's just like a later formulation of the EVA, right? I guess so. Yeah. I don't it's, think it's, it's like. It is remix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not like new, new. Yeah. I mean, I didn't notice it was that much softer. Do you notice this that much softer than the previous model? Yeah. I mean, not a ton, but I think just a little bit. It felt like slightly like bouncier. Like you squished in a little more. Okay. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. If, you, if you're if watching a video review, apologies. No. I didn't. I had no concept. I don't but. think. No. Here's the thing. Like, I'm not even upset that it's not. We don't talk about it being softer so much in the review because honestly, I didn't feel like it was. Okay. So to me, I think that if you like, if, if you. Did you feel it and like we're like, oh, this feels softer? Than no, the last it one. wasn't like a very right. big like like difference. You, after you read the spec sheet, you're yeah. like, and yeah, that's the difference. Uh, that's the difference. So that's I don't feel bad at all because that's kind of like the spec sheet saying, hey, it's a softer EVA. You're like, oh, it is. To me, it felt. How different. many miles did you do in it, Meg? Um, like probably, over thirty. Yeah. Okay, Jeremy did, did like eighty. How many miles did you put on last year's the Clifton Seven? Like, do you think five hundred? Because you had two pairs last year, didn't you? Mm, no. Oh, the Clifton Six. You had two pairs, though. I think so. I mean, here's the thing: that the people that like the Clifton like the Clifton. They're gonna like this one. Yeah, that's I, my only thing that I'm starting to feel about it. That I, I just in general, I feel like Hoka needs to figure out. A, a, another foam offering. I mean, we've seen every iteration of their EVA. foam. Yeah, it's like okay, let's Prof or whatever it is. Yeah, they, they profly. Um, we've seen they put it. Oh wait, that's the that's the different ones that they call their different shoes. flying yeah, glide. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, we've seen it all. They've put it. They've pushed it to the limits. Um, you know, it's interesting. You talk about the specs and then like believing that that's true on your foot. And they said that this is a lighter, 15% lighter EVA, but the shoe gained weight yeah. and nothing else changed. Oh, See, the upper is a little... I the upper's thinner. Yeah, it does seem So like I don't know is. where the weight came from. It's I, not, it's, it's marginal. I got to tell you, I'm going to call bullshit. <laughs> I don't think that foam is any different than the foam that was in the other one. I, it feels the same. It looks the same. To me, everything Did is the same. Did you put one on and, each foot? Yeah, and we weighed them. Next to each other, they weighed, didn't it, it weigh the exact, exact same? same? Oh, mine was a little bit heavier. Uh, I think it's like a marginal yeah, difference, okay. like production. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's this, to me, it's three-tooled, the outsole. The, the There's mid- some more rubber on the outsole. Yeah, that, okay. Yeah. That could be it. It could be. Thomas swears it isn't, though. No, I mean, Come I, fight I, us. I think, they, yeah, I think they move stuff around. To me, it's the same shoe, and which is great. I think that there's a consumer that wants that consistency. That's like, give me this is a shoe I like. Keep giving it to me. I mean, Brooks seems to be doing it. So. Yeah, and so I get it, but I just feel like, come on, like you've done some really cool stuff with innovation on your shoes, shapes, and stuff like that. I mean, maybe, but also like if you have that one shoe that's just like, well, that's what I'm saying. Well, so keep maybe it. You don't, maybe it doesn't. They do the crazy shit with the Clifton Edge and stuff like that. Right. So maybe you don't mess with the. The Clifton, yeah. but I think you could right now. I think there's so many shoes out now where Clifton used to be a novelty, lightweight, super cushion, where there's so many shoes that fit in that category now. 
that you have to sort of innovate it. Yeah, but Hoka, that brand name, is associated with the Max Cushion Shoe, and I think people are going to be loyal to that and, and go towards that one what just th- because of that. Yeah, what do you think when the tides turn and it starts coming back the other way from yeah. the Max Cushion? You mean cushion, we go minimal? What do you think Hoka's going to do? You know it's it's got to happen. Eh, like, I don't think... Five year, five. Mm-hmm. But now you see the super shoes that are... Like the racing shoes are max. Max. I don't. I honestly don't think that it's going to swing so far back. I think that. Okay. You think I we're think here that to you, stay? I think that you're going to have options that are less cushioned and options that are more cushioned here on out. I don't understand and the people that want less. Why? I think that some people feel faster when they can feel the ground. I don't know. I will say, like in sh- shoes that I've worn, compared to like. For instance, say like the RC Elite Two, the what I've worn from that, I would take the Saucony Door from Pro or like something crazy hard well, over that any day. I don't even care if it beats up my legs. But, I would, I would like you to tell me that same sentiment at mile twenty-three. Oh snap! <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't, okay. I, I will, I will tell you this: that when in talking to some of the shoe designers and stuff like that, I, I think I was talking to Todd from um, Puma. And we were talking about efficient runners. And if you're super efficient, you don't need much cushion under your feet. So if you're young, efficient, and can move fast, you almost like less shoe underneath your foot just because it's a different experience. Now, Meg, you're, you're, we talk, ASICS is trying to person like the strider versus the um, bounder or what is it? Strider versus cadence cadence. versus stride. And you are definitely a stride. You open up your stride as you go faster. So you're landing more weight on each foot at a further and distance. And you you're a heel striker too, right? She's sort of. She's like, kind of, I think of. she's moved more towards, like, I, I'd, I'd love to videotape or videotape. We have a camcorder in the back. I love when we um, still, I love that we still say videoing things. Yeah. That's my favorite. Uh, what are you supposed to say? I think that is what you say, but it sounds ridiculous. Like, well, the tape part is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to videotape you. Yeah. Um, on my phone. If I was to take a video of you running in slow motion, I think that your form over the years has really moved more towards a midfoot strike, even though maybe the your face starts a little bit further back. But you're not the heel striker you used to be. Like, you used to, like, come down with your foot at like a 90 degree angle that seems a little much but okay yeah anyway so you know i i think that there will be room for both styles of shoes but i don't think max cushion's going anywhere we should have looked into that when we went into the future today for our video review That, that is true the only thing i could see is that if you could get the same amount of cushioning and rebounding from a lower stack material that could be interesting. Also going to ask the question, why do you want less stack? Oh, I guess it's... A more natural feel between you and the ground. All right, well... Know. Whatever. This is... Short person over here. We'll come back to this in like five yeah. years. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. May gets 5'4 with her shoes on. <laughs> I like 5'5 five five with those shoes now. <laughs> so here's our first check-in. Now the temperatures are changing. And so runs that you didn't need hydration on, maybe that's changing. So hopefully you have some water with you or at least hydrated before you run. But let's be conscious of making sure that we have enough fluids so that we're not cramping up or causing injury and all that stuff. So think about that. If you don't have any water with you now and you're feeling a little dry, maybe find a fountain or, you know, stop at a 7-Eleven, whatever you got to do. 
All right, Robbie, you know what time of year it is. It is uh, shoulder season. Is, yeah. that sh- is it shoulder season? I don't know what shoulder when season. When does shoulder heard. season start? I think it's like it's like the in-between of the seasons. I've never heard this shoulder season. Sun's out, guns out. Shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> What's the- Sun, Sun's out, shoulders out. <laughs> I think what I was trying to say is it's getting above 50 degrees uh, for morning runs. Uh, okay, I am right. I just Googled it. Shoulder season is the travel period between the peak season and low season. For instance, if summer is peak season and winter is off season, then sp- okay, not right. <laughs> then spring and autumn are generally the shoulder seasons. You can certainly. It's kind of like the in between. Well, spring is. Yeah, so I guess spring is a shoulder season. Yeah. Oh, all all we're trying right. to say is the temperatures are warming up. You're putting your tights away and you're throwing shorts on. Yeah. Well, okay. What's your favorite short? Let's just get to the point. What do you like in a short? Okay, here's my criteria for a short. I, I don't like anything beyond five inches. So, you know, if if you start getting to the seven inch, I think you look insane when you're running down the street in like basketball shorts because we talked about this today. Yeah, I mean, you, you, what what do you think you look like when you're doing that? So I th- when beginner runners, you see that, you know who they are. Yeah, because they, that's what they have in their drawer. Myself. When I first started running, you get shorts that are seven inch because you feel, I think people feel self-conscious, like they're showing too much leg. Um, you go out running in basketball shorts, Corny DeWalter style, and you look insane. Like, and Corny DeWalter can do it just because she does it. But when you're I mean, just, she's r- an anomaly. When you're running down the street in a champion shirt and not the cool champion, the kind you buy at Target, and like, and one shorts or whatever. Oh, you're not talking about champion. You're talking about C9. Is, is that what it is? Yeah, C9. C9. <laughs> it is C9. You look like it looks insane. And I feel like people are self-conscious about wearing short shorts. But if you just wear short shorts, it looks more normal. Here's the thing. It's not just for looks. And here's why it you're going to love yourself for it. It's one of the reasons that I only go like five inches is max. Five inches is my slow, easy day short. As soon as I'm go, if I'm picking up the pace at all, that's shrinking up to four to three inches. And what it is is, you're it, you, the more air on you, the better you feel. The faster you feel, the more you know extension of your legs, the less fettered. And then if you're going to be running in the summer, the sweat. So True. if you have material around you, the less mater- wet material, the better. And yep. it's just going to get soaked. I will say though, it's terrifying putting on less than like three inch shorts after a winter of no sun. <laughs> Are you talking the whiteness? Oh yeah. I mean, I did that uh, Instagram post where I was wearing the, um, the, the Nike, Nike shorts, yeah. which are basically, it's a speedo basically. Uh, I'm surprised flats. you didn't get arrested. It, 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 you know, when I looked down, they didn't look as short. <laughs> they were short. But yeah, they it's the split short that does it. Yeah. I don't even think there was short on the side. I think it was like like a wind flowing backwards bikini or something. I don't know. Well, what's going to happen, though, is in the summertime when I'm sweating and that gets wet, it'll stick to my legs a little better. And then also, I mean, it's less material that's wet. And that's what I really like. So for me, one of my favorites is a tracksmith uh, Van Cortland short, just because it's not a ton of material. For some reason, it, it wicks the sweat. Better than some of the that's others. My, that's my favorite short too. It just it just dries faster. It wicks away the sweat faster, and I find less chafing. And that's really what I'm aiming for is 
less chafing. And when you get these shorts that have a longer leg, that material bunches up between my thighs and can oh, start yeah. to cause, you know, especially there's cause, nothing worse than being chafed. Well, it's especially when you get that salt mix where it starts evaporating and turns your shorts into like sandpaper. Yeah. It's like a margarita rim for your legs. Not yeah. good. So for me, top, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Top description. Mid, midsummer is a, yeah, margarita legs. Yeah. Um, top, top short for midsummer to high heat summer is going to be the Van Cortland. I mean, if I'll, I'll try those Nikes and see how they, they work, but the, the Van Cortland's work for me. Van Cortland, mine used to be North Face better than Naked, but they stopped making it. Same. It's the worst. It's yeah. Though. Wasn't it the, like the best short yeah, ever? I love them. And yeah, they don't make them anymore. Dumb. Well, that's a hint for like Rabbit to pick up the mantle and yeah. reconstruct it. They're Jeremy's favorite short too. Mm-hmm. So if you can find a pair out there. My same. favorite is uh, also a tracksmith, but it's a session speed shorts. And... What do you like in a short though? Because you're kind of particular. Yeah, I like a three inch. Like you short. won't wear the tight shorts. I'm not gonna wear the tight ones. What do they call those? No, I was thought they were buns. No, buns, buns are, are the, the bikini, bikini briefs. Buns. Oh, okay. What so they're just tight. Tight. I don't know. Tight short tight shorts. Short shorts. <laughs> um, but I also have a new favorite from John G, and it is the three inch AFO vent multi short. What's because the AFO stand for? I'm not really sure. Air Force One. They're That's huge Harrison Ford fans. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what it does. What it does stand for? Um, I don't know what the AFO stands for, but the whole um, waistband like is pockets. essentially little pockets. And oh, nice. I haven't used it yet for goose, but I like if I had had those for the Woodlands Marathon, I probably would have worn them just to stick my even in the Martins it, in there. it didn't match your outfit. Oh, by the way, AFO means air flat out. It's the that fabric that they use. I think uh, it's like the yeah, it is really nice and light and like your shorts are mauve and you were like all Nike'd out. Who me? No, Meg. Oh. She's all. She usually likes all black. Yeah, well, they have a black pair. Okay. Oh, I actually paid for shorts recently, and I'm yet to try them out. It's like the Nike Trail shorts for this year, and they have like six holsters on them too for like goo holsters. It'd be kind of cool to use. I'm gonna go counter here. Like I've been just adding the flip belt or like uh, spy belt. There's the other one from Compressed Sport that I like, oh. where it's. It's basically those pockets on the top of the shorts, but you don't have to have pockets on the top of your shorts. Mm-hmm. So like the Van Cortland, I can wear that and just throw. Those things and never stay in the right spot. It stays in the right spot for me. And you don't even know I'm wearing it because it's on, like underneath my shirt. And then if it is hot enough to take off the shirt, I just yank it down to the level I like and mm-hmm. it stays there. You're wearing a spy belt without a shirt. Yeah. You should wear it around your chest. Pretty cool. If they made a spy belt jockstrap, that's what yeah. I do. I I like to, I use the spy belt, but I haven't tried the other waist. Yeah, ones. the craft one is good. Uh, the the only one I didn't like, Nathan did like a Rob Carr. Oh yeah, one, and it's like that's the one that we were running, and my phone fell out. Oh right, and shout out to iPhone twelve or whatever you have. It's really sustained 
Yeah, I forget which model. Very little damage. But yeah, it didn't. It didn't. It fell out doing Strider. So we were going like full force, high high legs and all that stuff, and it it shot out. My screen did not crack, mm-hmm. and it took a tumble. And there's not really that much damage to it at all. Yeah. But anyways. Concrete. All right. So that's good enough for the short talk and all the other talk, really. Um, but anyways, we're going to have a short roundup. Shorts roundup coming up next week. We're going to do two separate ones for men and women. Oh, we're doing two separate? I think we should. Yeah. Wow. Because like like people it. are always like, we kind of like have put the women somewhere in the middle or bury them. And okay. So fair. women get their spotlight. Give us the spotlight. Yeah. Except... All the women on our team were like said the same shorts. I was like, we need some other options. I here. really would like Megan to try the tight shorts, the buns, not the buns. I want you to try the buns. I'll wear the buns. All right. I'd you wear, won't. you know, those tracksmith underwear they gave us. That yeah. are like, I'd wear those for runners. Yeah. Those are basically okay. buns. Yeah, I'd wear those for for runners. We should do like a bun bun run. Nope, we should. <laughs> no, I'm gonna do it. We should do a faster <laughs> bastards bun run. I like it. All right, let's stay tuned for that one, y'all. Yeah. All right. Well, very good. That's the shorts on the shorts. So today we're talking to Kyle Whalem. He is a professional musician, bass player for Kelly Clarkson and also Katy Perry. He's also an ultra runner. He loves doing distances up to 100 miles and he lives out on the West Coast and runs some cool trails out there. Has a lot of experience with running in science <laughs> so he has a really cool background and life story and running story so stick around check it out so today on the show we have kyle whalem a bass player Musician, nice Rob, to have Robbie you. already told me not to say slap in the bass. Yeah. So. Well, and he did. So there we go. Um, I do occasionally slap it though. All right. <laughs> bass player and ultra runner. I have to say he is a bass player for Kelly Clarkson's band and Katy Perry. Yeah. Is that correct? Can you say which one's your favorite? Is that like you can't? Because I, I love me some Teenage Dream and some Fireworks. Yeah. I'm all about that. Oh, man. They're both super fun. I mean, honestly, like, the, the real truth is that at some point in my career, I kind of fantasized about playing with both of them. Oh, wow. And it's just amazing that it, that it worked out that way. So That's great. Um, yeah. I can't pick favorites. They're great. They're both great. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you something. Have you always been a studio bass player or a, art, a bass player as a backup uh, bass player for bands or artists? Or did, did you have your own band or anything like that early on? That's actually a great question. I, a little bit of both. Um, and it's not uncommon. A lot of people that, that are like, you know, gunslingers or, or uh, uh, you know, sidemen are, are two terms that people use. Um, a lot of us, you know, have been in bands or had an artist deal at some point. Um, for me, I did rock bands all, from, you know, from co- uh, high school through college, way too late, like into my early 30s. And the last band I quit was about, where it kind of broke up, was maybe seven or eight years ago. And I was just like, Look, I'm really good at bass. I'm just gonna play bass, and because I was having a daughter, I was like, I'm just gonna make as much money as I can playing bass. I'm done with <laughs> putting up with four other dudes, you know, and egos and all that stuff. What was the name of the um, band? The last band was Tennessee Kings, uh, which was kind of like a you know I lived in Nashville for a long time, and even though I I, I love rock music, I love hip hop, all that stuff. Uh, this was sort of a country 
the the angle was supposed to be like it was like it was like metro country it was like the killers of country music you know yeah and uh it was honestly a really strong band it 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 didn't work out i don't think country was ready for it i think now probably would have popped off really easily especially just um the country landscape is so diverse and ever-changing right now it's actually like the more different you are right now the better yeah, I feel like uh, eight years ago that wasn't the case. Just in general, like the music genre is country starting to take the place of what we would have had as like rock, like a few years mm-hmm. ago. Because like now it's like most of the what you would consider rock station stuff, they just play pop music, and then yep. the country stations are actually in there putting on with stuff that have musicians yeah. and bands, and and they're mixing a lot of styles too, which is really cool and i mean you have people like <laughs> sam hunt doing like uh rap, like more lyrical like hip-hop style uh, things i thought and... you were gonna say little nas x <laughs> oh well then there's little nas x too yeah heck i mean that's yeah, he was, that's crazy yeah too. he was country last year <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's, now he's something else <laughs> very hot topic yeah very hot topic <laughs> hey it, but it's funny because we saw that post and the first thing they popped into my mind i know now it's it's pretty much everybody's saying it but it, it it's pretty much a formula of rock and roll and and music to find ways to counterculture and to piss off parents and and you know he's he's doing totally. an amazing job with it. It's not like you know when I grew up, Ozzy Osbourne was biting heads off of bats and <laughs> stuff like that. And yeah, you know what's it's, right. And I had you know I had we had a we had a, a NWA and yeah, um, you know it, I I agree with you one hundred percent. Like I'm. I, we don't have to go deep down that rabbit hole, but I think he's doing an excellent job of just mixing it up and pissing off the right people. Like if you're kind of pissed about it, he's doing his job. That's what he's supposed to. You're supposed to be upset at what he's doing. Yeah, the only thing he's that aiming kind of, for you, in other words. The the <laughs> only thing that's kind of messed up is he. You know, Nike is now suing him because that's not a Nike. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. Co- collab. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, but I think of the confusion. Right. It's weird. Nike doesn't want totally, to be associated yeah. with Satan. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and I honestly think it's a good play for Nike as well. Um, I think it's a. I think they're both doing what they're intending to do. They're winning. Nike's winning on both sides of that. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And they did it smart because, yeah, they have these limited edition sneakers that are like really stirring up controversy, and they get to deny that they had anything to do with it. (laughs) Exactly. Even though they did. (laughs) Well, you know that reminds me of when they released the Alpha Fly uh, last February at the Olympic Mm -hmm. Trials. So at the time, uh, you know, people were saying like, this is an unfair advantage. Uh, if other runners mm-hmm. don't have it, you know, it's not fair. So they were incredibly smart to give any pair, any runner in the Olympic trials, a pair of alpha flies. Cause then they covered themselves mm-hmm. on both sides. They say, yeah. well, everybody's got the same. Yeah. They have the ability. Yep. But uh, exactly. speaking of that, like, do you, you're pretty much trails and, uh, do you, do yep. you venture out onto roads ever? Like, do you like running on the roads at all? I do. I, I mean, I think most of us, like, unless you live, like, in Boulder, uh, right <laughs> at a trailhead, you know, I think most most of us end up running a lot of roads uh, during the week, you know? Yeah. Um, and actually, I say, I say Boulder. I really do have a good situation in L.A. because I live in, in Altadena, right? Actually, I live a half mile from uh, the finish line of Angeles Crest 100. So oh, wow. I, I am very fortunate in that there's a trailhead a quarter mile from my door. But that said, I mean, some days you just want to run the road. Some days I don't feel like climbing or running through streams, you know. And then on the weekend, I do usually I do feel like doing something longer. So I, I run both. Uh, I've only done one road ultra. 
it was a 50 mile virtual race at the beginning of the pandemic last year. I saw that on your Instagram. That was, <laughs> oh, that was awful. <laughs> I, I do and think, other than that, I used to do it. I was just going to say the road, the road ultras, like we had a friend who but, was going to run a 50 K and it got transferred to like doing loops around <laughs> the airport because the, it was like, oh and his was a virtual one. So it was, oh, yours was a, virtual. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was self, purely self-inflicted. I'm out there in the heat. It was like the first, uh, it was the first day over 80 degrees in LA all spring. Like it was the first hot day of the year, basically. Oh, that's the worst. And I just didn't, you know, I've been running ultras for like, uh, seven or eight years or something. And like, I didn't even look at the weather. That's just like, you never learn, yeah. you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'll just get up and go run 50 miles. And it turns out it was the first day that touched like 90 degrees. Oh, and, uh, man, I'm telling you, I fell off, uh, somewhere in the thirties, feeling great up until like 50 K. And then the last 20 miles took me like six or seven hours wow. just on the road just to grind. Yeah. Just oh a grind, bro. Like I was, I was, um, I was having such bad, uh, what do you call them? Uh, cramps that I was like, literally, like my body would seize up and I would just fall to the ground. And people were looking at me oh like, yeah, like one more mile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's really, really stupid. That's a, that's a good point. Uh, Hydration is very important. But you know how it is. The, even the first warm day around here, Dude, like it, two miles in, and you're dying. My, what was it yeah. last week? I had a where, where are you guys at? You're in the Northeast, right? Baltimore, Baltimore, yeah, Baltimore, yeah. Oh, it gets sticky in, in Maryland for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're right. We have the worst parts of the South and the worst parts of the North all in one, one spot. <laughs> you know, cold enough winters that they suck, hot enough summers that, right. you know, it's it's gross. But you have to obviously travel a lot being in bands and, and you know, working with Katie and, and Kelly. How do, you, how do you fit in training and running? And obviously now you just said you're in, on vacation with family. Like... Obviously, yeah. you're, you're you're probably getting around more than most runners, like and having to figure out where to where to get your mileage in. How do you manage that? Yeah, that is. Uh, it, it's honestly, it's a practice that I've developed over the years. You know, um, when I first got into running, it was in the middle of just full on like rock debauchery. <laughs> you know, it was actually part of the reason I got into running is I was just like. I was so hungover and I was getting fat and I was smoking and I was just like, oh, I got to do something. You know. Um, but you know, I, I remember the first run that I took really as part of my adult life, um, was on the road. And so I was running out of the tour bus, you know, I would just put my shoes on, uh, before sound check and just head out, either do loops around the venue or I would go just like down the street out and back. Um, but so I've been doing it for a very long time of just trying to find ways to get my run in. And honestly, on the road compared to with the family and work, like it's way easier. <laughs> uh, I mean, way easier. Like generally speaking, you have sound check sometime in the early evening or late afternoon, right? So like usually sound check can be around 2 to 4 p.m. Other than that, you don't have shit to do. So like I'll get up and go run 20 miles and go to sound check. Oh, wow. And then I would take a nap and then do the show, you know. Um, and then I guess uh, – and then at. And then you're driving to the next show during the night, so you're sleeping in the bus that, during that time. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so overnight you're you're in your bunk just chilling, um, or you're doing hotels and fly dates, which is a little bit different. It's actually harder to do it on the fly date because there's because of having to get to the airport and all that stuff. There's more details. There's less time on the bus. You literally people are no, you know, on tour you wake up at like. Because especially if you're the headliner, like with, with Kelly or something, 
we finish our show at like 11 something, you know, you don't really decompress until like one. And then if you hang out after that, most of us don't go to bed till four o'clock in the morning. Wow. So right. on tour bus, yeah, on, on a tour bus tour, you get up at noon and feel pretty good about yourself. Cause a lot of people <laughs> sleep till one or two. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah. So I, I was in a touring band for like six years in my twenties oh. and we cool. weren't very successful, but we played a ton of shows and were poor. You had a big bus, right? And <laughs> we, airplane. we had a van that ran on vegetable oil <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, got free gas around the country looking in dumpsters. Um, but we, uh, so one of the interesting things that I always thought, and this is one of the things that I regret is we would go to so many cities and see so many places, but I never, because I was staying up till five in the morning and drinking and smoking, I never got yeah. to, never got to really see any of the places I was in. And I really regret it would have been so cool to run those places now. Um, totally. but I think one thing that people don't understand is that you don't really see the places you go a lot of the times. So you're really yeah. there for just 12 hours. You see a, like a convention yeah, or like a stadium or something. Yeah, you, totally. You walk around the corner to get a cup of coffee or something. That's about it. You know? Um, no, that, that's interesting that you say that because um, that is absolutely my favorite part of, of touring is the running for me is like, I mean, I've, I've read this one. I've run all over the world. You know, I've run in Japan. I've run in, mm. uh, in like, all over Europe, you know, like um, you know, uh, Mexico. The only corner I really haven't run in, like I haven't been to the continent of Africa at all, which I would Whoa. love to change that. Um, I haven't been to the Antarctic, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're not a big show. Other than that, I think I've, yeah, yeah. <laughs> other than that, I've, I've gotten to run all over the place. And it really is, uh, I don't take that for granted. Either the health to, to pull it off and having all my limbs and they all function and the job, the fact that I'm, you know, I have a job that takes me all over the place. Um, and to me, it's almost like you were saying with your band, you, you were younger, right? Uh, so for me, as, as a, someone in my mid thirties, I have much more of a better lens of like what I have here. You know, like this is, it's almost a disservice not to get out and explore yeah. a little bit. You know, it's like, I'm a runner and I'm on tour. Come on. I can get on my feet. I can go see, you know, how many square miles around the venue, you know, I can go see where all the spots are. So it's really, really fun for me. What's one of the coolest runs that you've done while on tour in a different city or location? You know, honestly, let's think about that. My favorite runs are when we have like, like a day off on the road and you're just stuck out there. Like you have nothing else to do. Like I can remember doing one in, um, uh, Lake, at Lake Tahoe before I lived in California. Uh, and being from Nashville where it's like, it's hilly, but there's no mountains and being a mountain trail runner. And all of a sudden we're in Lake Tahoe the day off. Oh. I'm like, shit, I'm going up, going up there, you know? <laughs> and I did a 50 K on my own, just, just exploring. It was probably one of my favorite runs of all time because it was solo. I was just new enough to mountain trail running. I think I'd maybe done one 50 K or 50 miler, I think at that point. And uh, to just put on a pack and go out where there's literally actively bears that I'm I can hear bears rustling and there was one near our tour bus in the morning. Um, it was a little hairy and dangerous and also really fun. So that was probably one of my favorites. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because you do with the band like stereotypes. And, and we talked to a chef uh, at one point and, you know, the kitchen, back kitchens have pretty much the same reputation mm -hmm. as bands. bands yeah. <laughs> to, to a, a lot of partying going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and one of the questions I asked was, have you, do you feel like that you've brought other people 
from your industry out for runs or gotten them into it because they see what you're doing. And I guess I, I would want to know the same thing from you. It's like you're around these people that maybe aren't runners that are seeing what you're doing and they're saying, okay, this seems to be something cool. Have you, have you gotten other people from the band out on runs or do you feel like you're bringing, mm. bringing, uh, that kind of lifestyle into, into the music? Definitely, man. It's funny. I grew up in the church and I'm not, you know, not ashamed to say that, but, uh, there was always that thing of like, uh, you know, if you're doing it right, people will kind of like be attracted to what you're doing. And, um, I don't, I no longer have any like solid religious affiliation, but, but I do think that's, uh, with your lifestyle, you know, uh, I do think it's been, I've been able to attract some people into what I'm doing, not to ultras necessarily, but, um, I've definitely rubbed off on some people as far as getting them going. You know, I've gotten actually a lot of my bandmates like hooked up with Hoka shoes over the years and <laughs> awesome. just whatever gear I can, you know, uh, throw their way. And no one, I've gotten a couple friends to join me on the ultra path that are actually our musicians from Nashville. Uh, those are some serious homies of mine, but um, for the most part, I've been able to, you know, a couple people will go come on a run with me every now and then. Um, there is that, that thing that I think Bruce Lee used to have where it's like people hear about what you're doing. Like Bruce Lee used to have people apparently like challenge him in the streets. <laughs> like he couldn't just walk around. People were trying to fight him all the time. Like when people hear Ultra Runner, they think like I'm an elite, you know, fast, uh, you know, machine or something like they get the wrong impression about what I'm doing. So it's hard for me to get people to come run with me once they hear about like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't, I can't handle it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's like, but dude, I was at, it was 13 minutes per mile pace. You know? like, <laughs> right. I mean, I'm a, the world's best jogger. Maybe. I don't know. I can jog all day long. That's uh, awesome. I'd rarely dip below seven minutes a mile for any reason. Uh, I used to enjoy kind of going faster, but not, not right now. Not kids and all that so, so what is what is the motivation like what do you find so attractive about going long uh honestly the probably just the, the meditative kind of aspect of it, it or at least for me like the especially like the 100 milers and i haven't done a 200 but i would suspect knowing me someday i will try it um for me it's almost like a, a yearly like vision quest or something i feel like we don't um we don't we rarely do things that are epic anymore i feel like like ancient humans would have had to tap into these epic feats more often just out of necessity right so like or even in a lot of like tribal cultures or, or indigenous cultures there's a there are ceremonies where you're supposed to just kind of go into the night and like find yourself you know yes. like deal with all the shit that's out there um and so for me the hundred miler is definitely a safer version of that like <laughs> you're paying some organization right. pretty good money you know to go test yourself and every so 10 I, miles I realize it's not oh every, every yeah, 10 every miles you have you quesadillas and, yeah. <laughs> and bacon <laughs> well, what's, what's interesting about that though is you, you bring sure. up uh meditation kind of in, in a way and for me you know it's definitely running provides something for your head and when you're talking mm -hmm. about it here in, in I would think also music, there's other things that you can get in a flow state. And obviously when you're playing music and you're feeling it, you're in a flow state. Yep. When you're in the run, you're in a flow state. Do you feel you have some sort of addiction to finding that creative space for your head where it's, you're not so much in control that you just have to kind of go with it? Or is it the struggle? 100%. 100%. Um, 
my, you know, we all have, um, we all have our, our, our issues, our issues or, or, or things that we kind of carry around. And one of mine is absolutely anxiety. I'm just, I'm strung really high. I run really hot. Like <laughs> I'm fairly smart and I, I can kind of, my brain is everywhere. I also struggle with ADD. So like, um, for me, the attraction to running and something that just like my favorite part of a hundred mile race is literally like the gun goes off and it's like, oh, <laughs> all this training is over with all the stressing is over with. All I have to literally do now is run, poop and eat. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those are my, my objective is a hundred miles from here is to cross the finish line and that's it. And I, I love the simplicity of that. And you're right. I mean, you definitely enter that, that flow state and it's very healthy for me. I notice. I, and I actually do meditate straight up, by the way. Um, that's another practice that I really enjoy. But there are days when I can't do either. I can't run and I can't meditate. And I'm just like my value or at least my uh, my warmth as a human being is, is dimmed <laughs> about 50%. I'm just a much shadier, shittier person. That's Thomas right here. Yeah, I, I am. Uh, <laughs> totally. I, I agree with you. I think that. You know, people will see running as selfish, and obviously, when you're spending that much time, you have a family, you're out there. They, they, yeah. People who who want to judge will judge, and and I think that also people like to judge because they're not doing it, and it makes them feel bad totally. that somebody else is out there doing something they can't do. But without right. that, I don't see it as selfish because I actually come back as a better person. And and yeah. I'm just talking about if I go for a 40 minute run, I'm not even talking about a hundred mile. Yeah. And it's funny, like even with my wife, if she's edgy and hasn't run. I know that mm -hmm. we'll get along better if she goes for a run or, you know, if I, yep. you know, it, it really isn't as selfish as, as people think. I agree, man. And that's a great way to reframe it. Cause for so many years, that's been sort of a, a, a thing on my back. It's like, you know, especially with the family, it's really hard to go out and, and do these two and three and four hour runs for training because uh, I know I'm like icing my wife out. I got to leave her with the kids categorically, especially during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I do think you're right. If you can find the, the right way to go about it, it really is almost, it's medication to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's been times in my life where my balance was so far off that instead of looking to running and, and meditation, I was looking to alcohol, sex, you know, drugs, like all those things I'm still fine with, by the way. It's funny. I think it's long-term feel-good stuff versus short-term feel-good stuff. Totally. Sex, and it's, it's the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's not like, a fleeting. When you get drunk with your buddies, yeah, exactly. It, it's a fleeting sense of like, everything's awesome and it's just too good to be true. And then you wake up the next morning and you're hungover and life sucks again. And then 12 you, hours later, you're, you're like, oh, I should do that again. <laughs> well, it, yeah, yeah. 12 hours later, thought. you're... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think with the running, it's, it's like, uh, it, it definitely is more of a, it's a lighter dose that goes a lot further, you know, and, and also with the meditation and probably the running as well. It's like the more you do it, almost the less you're noticing from each session, but the more of an arc it has for your, more of an impact it has on your whole life and disposition in general, I think. Yeah. I, I think that's part of the magic of both those things is that it, it is a, it's, it is like working out. Like if you want six pack abs and you're willing to work for them, it's, you're not going to get them in 30 days. It's going to take a long time. If you want totally. a cl clear head totally. and a healthy mental state, it might take you three, four five years to get there, but mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. won't get there if you try to shortcut it. But the, the question that I also th have for you is, uh, or maybe it's more of a, uh, 
what do you call it when you observe something observation, observation. <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for um so you're talking to two guys here Robbie and myself we both skated when we were kids like not skated like ice oh, skating yeah. uh not <laughs> like couple skating but like skateboarding <laughs> we're, you know it's a little you. bit of a thrasher and uh all that stuff yeah. and you know I had art in my life so I wasn't in a band but uh, you know I was I went to art school and all that stuff and I feel like there's a brotherhood in running. There's different kinds of people. There's people that went to school, knew that they were going to be runners. They ran track, they finished yeah. track, they start going longer. Maybe they can't go as fast as then, you know, they go up to, in distances and then eventually they go up into ultras and they do coaching and then, yeah. And coaching, but there's a yeah, whole, yeah. there's a whole arc for them. And then there's us guys that were like, I'm not going to say, I won't speak for you. <laughs> I was not, I wasn't a winner. <laughs> I was, you know, I was a little skate punk. Yeah. I like to uh, do a little bit of vandalism. Um, you know, I was a little bit of, a <laughs> little bit of a troublemaker was into my art yeah. and all that stuff. And then I found running and running kind of, it seems like it's a natural fit for the, that lifestyle of person. And it's a totally different mm -hmm we get along with the track people and understand the track people. And actually I look up to a lot of them. I think they're fantastic Oh, for sure. Yeah. But it's a, it's a different camaraderie. I think I have with people that maybe screwed up or screwed around a little bit too much and then found running. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Hey, yeah. look, maybe we're like the born again Christians of, of, <laughs> of running <laughs> versus the people that were raised no, really, in the church. There, totally. There, there is that, that thing of people that kind of like, uh, more of your dirt baggy type people that, that kind of get reborn with running, you know, like I'm definitely one of those. Also, actually you got, you were talking about skateboarding. I, um, I officially kicked off my midlife crisis, uh, a few weeks ago by buying a board <laughs> oh, yes. wrist guards and, and starting skating again. So I've been out in the neighborhoods with my, with my kids and, uh, and the neighborhood kids and I'll do like, I landed like a, a really clean kickflip the other day and I've been at it for like three weeks, oh, you know, wow. and I turned around and I was like, did anyone see that? You know, these little eight-year-old kids, like, did you see it? You know? So, <laughs> you need your GoPro with so, you. <laughs> um, so, uh, I know. I'm like, I'm like two weeks away from uh, flooding people with videos of my kickflips. So, um, along those yeah, lines. No, I, oh, um, yeah. So, skateboarding, same thing. My kid. Uh, I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old, and I bought my five-year-old a, a mini deck. It's like an element makes like these mini decks for kids. It's fun to ride around right. on, but it's a tiny board. And a couple of weeks ago, I was like, yeah. I'm pretty sure I could do a kickflip on this. So <laughs> so I did it, and I landed it almost cleanly until it, like, I was on a slight incline, and it shot out from under me. And my no. entire, I went totally horizontal, and my oh, entire no. weight was right on my elbow and hip. And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. There's like, a couple of neighbors <laughs> that were, saw it, and I was like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> And uh, the shame you feel as a grown man is so much deeper. It's like, and dude, I, I think <laughs> in my head, I think I'm still 18. Um, I'll feel better tomorrow or the next day. No, it's like three weeks later, yeah. and I'm still running yeah. on a sore hip. Yeah, I got I got ahead of that. Is the same thing. Like we used to have like a three quarter uh, ramp that yeah. we used to put out in the street, yeah. and we do. So I remember falling so hard on that all the time. I didn't wear a helmet, and we used to fall yep. epic. And I stood on my kid's skateboard. And I felt like I was 10 feet off the ground. I was like, I'm getting <laughs> off this. This is, this could hurt. Me yeah. So the fact that you're doing flip kit, you know, kick flips uh, on it and landing them, dude, 
I, I, you got to go pro. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. No, they're, they're really bad. I looked at a video the other day. I, I filmed myself and it was, they call them floaters where they just rotate on the ground. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm not getting any pop. Uh, it's, but, still you know, it's something to chip away at. Yeah. 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 It, it's my midlife crisis. I can do with it what I want. Exactly. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. And dude, <laughs> I would set up your GoPros, maybe get two for different angles and you can edit them together yeah. and then you can make it look like it's yeah, going higher. Videos. <laughs> <laughs> just put the camera <laughs> yeah, right exactly. on the yeah. ground. Camera on the ground. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah it's it interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting cause I know you're, uh, you have an affiliation with path projects, which is honestly, I love their gear. They're, uh, I think PX shorts are like, I wear them all summer long, but they Floris who helps run path path projects. I know he's the same thing. He like worked for Volcom and was on tour Mm -hmm. with Tony Hawk in the early two thousands. So I feel like the more, the longer I'm in running, the more people I meet who are like, we were talking about in that same world. Well, it's kind of there. If you do think about the similarity, skating is kind of like, a culture, but it's an individual sport. Mm-hmm. So it's somewhat, yep. I think it's that's not, the, there's no ball. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's the that's same appeal of that is a running. Good point. You have a culture and you can do it with a group, but you're still relying on your own skills mm-hmm. and talents. Do you, f- what board did you get? Oh, sorry. And I, I need to know. <laughs> uh, my old, my midlife crisis board is a zero. It's just black. It's got the skull logo nice. jamie and, thomas uh, actually like jamie <laughs> thomas literally it's, i think it's maybe the jamie thomas Sweet. model um and i was like this is a safe uh bet for my midlife crisis journey you know uh just it's all black it's all murdered out i love yeah, it it's so. funny because we, we, I, I told you i was on vacation this past week and uh i they i went in a surf shop and i just i, mm-hmm. I still love like the way a, a nice looking board looks like mm-hmm. the, the wood and the mm-hmm. Just all that it's still so to me appealing. Like I, I, I would it's it's freedom, you know. Is that it's what it, a it surfboard, might be. a skateboard. And that, and that's another, you know, parallel with distance running. It's just pure freedom. You look at like we all love Anton Kukushka. I don't care who you are. That is the coolest imagery <laughs> of this so shirtless dude just running a hundred miles with a damn water bottle. Like yeah. he's running you know, West Freedom. Same West, thing surfing. I think he signed up for Leadville. Um or he's Yeah, he he's, did. He yeah. Did. Speaking of that, do you I'm, have? I like to pretend like I'm cool. I'm too cool to know that, but I do. <laughs> I follow Anton. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you have like a bucket list of uh, like distance uh, running events you'd like to do? Ah, totally. I think a lot of us do. Um, obviously, Western States. Obviously, UTMB. Although UTMB, I mean, has my respect because I've done a few more mountainous ultras and like that. That were like UTMB qualifiers. They had like two thirds of the vert, and I'm like, man. Whoa. 33,000 feet of vert gain, like it's Everest, you know, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> that um, but yeah, UTMB. And then honestly, for me, the Angeles Crest 100, because I live down the street from it and I'm like, I could hobble to and from the start line. <laughs> it would actually be absurd to drive a car to. It'd be, uh, but, so, but it'd almost be too, uh, I would think it's like you, treadmills. You can always get off and you're there. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Well, luckily, uh, AC is a point to point, so you committed. <laughs> okay, okay, there you go. Good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it starts in Wrightwood and finishes in Altadena. Um, that would definitely be on there. I definitely, I would love to do at least one stage race. I haven't done that. I would love to do. Um, Trans Rockies is awesome, by the way, if you want to try a stage race. Heard that. I've heard that. Trans Rockies would be probably my go to because I love the Rocky Mountains. That's like um, one of my favorites. Over something like Marathon de Saab. Yeah, that's. Oh, yeah. Marathon de Saab. Okay, so I had a friend run Marathon de Saab, and to me, yeah. he, he took all my desire to run it out. 
Yeah. He, he, and it basically, I mean, he enjoyed it, but like, right. It looks, it, it doesn't, it's it's pretty much just let's grind. And (laughs) the thing about the trans Rockies is it's actually fun. Like it's adult day camp. Yeah. That's what I've heard. And you get back and when you're done, you kick back, you have a couple of beers. It's Colorado's. I don't know. People probably smoking stuff. (laughs) Yeah. You know, get some sleep and get up and do it again. That sounds like heaven. And they, they take care of all your stuff. You just throw your bag on the truck. They move it while you're running that when you get to the next camp, there's a shower truck, there's food. I mean, you just put your number on a tent and throw your stuff in it. It's, it's, it's really a fantastic, I've run it twice and both times were completely even though it's the same exact course, I had a totally different experience both times, and then they were both fantastic. Wow! So yeah, definitely. Wow. Okay. Way. Yeah. That's cool. I will definitely. Um, uh, that's another. Uh, you guys know Myrna Valerio? Myrna. Uh, Wait, you're ultra runner. Who is it? Myrna Valerio. Sounds familiar, yeah. but I don't know. Sorry. She was. Uh, she was actually Nat Geo Ultra Runner of the Year. She's. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I know. Like who, I know. Yeah. She's a buddy of mine, and uh, Myrna ran Trans Rockies. Actually, it was one of her first. Right. I want to say it was one of her first big like trail adventures. Um, anyways, I, she had run it. I've, I've heard uh, some uh, from a few other friends that run it that it's, uh, it's a good idea. So I'm definitely yes. gonna have to check that one out. All right, second check, and hopefully you are hydrated and uh, you are running along on all your cylinders. Another thing we got to start worrying about as the temperatures warm up and hopefully the sun starts coming up earlier is making sure that we have sunscreen and skin production or hats, sunglasses. So if you don't have a hat, if you don't have sunscreen, if you don't have glasses, you're putting extra stress into your runs. First off, we don't want to be aging. Secondly, when you're kind of squinting in the sun, it takes energy away from you. So get that hat on, get yourself some shade, make sure you have a good pair of sunglasses and protect your skin. All right, no. I, I got to switch it up because I... Are we going to ask about Kelly? We were going to ask this. I, I wanted to come out of the gates asking Yeah. This. <laughs> I mean, does Kelly know? Do you know what we're going to ask? About the running or what you're about to ask? About uh, Ilya Kipchoge. Oh, that's right. Um, I'm not sure... I'm not sure she does know that. All right. Call her. I will like, wait pull up, pull up your phone. We're calling her right now. I, <laughs> I don't know that she's going to understand the gravity of this. We should explain it if anyone has on the podcast. Yeah, that's right. my worry. So we had. Yeah, go ahead and explain it, and then I'll tell you my worries. <laughs> anybody listening to us is going to know who Ilya Kipchoge is. And we did an interview with Ilya Kipchoge, and he was talking about, you know, when he's doing his easy runs or whatever, he likes to listen to music. So I asked him well, what, maybe you have some band suggestions for me or something I've never heard of. You know, uh, give uh, me a couple of names of people you listen to. He goes, I will give you one, the best one. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad impression. There's only one. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. And, well, and I was like, what? <laughs> Wait a second. Just dead face. Because <laughs> I was really expecting, you know. Just like, just whoever. Like, yeah. To yeah. come back and say Kelly Clarkson, who I know, I've heard of her. Yeah. <laughs> She's. She's right. pretty popular. Yeah, right? I've seen a couple of shows with her on it. Yeah, um, it just blew me away. And like these guys were here, and they're off camera, and they're dying like laughing and stuff. And I'm there because to hear Ilya Kipchoge, and then he says, "I'll tell you why." He's also such like a sto- like he's a very nice guy, but he's like kind of stoic. So you know, but just he like, got, totally, he got emotional. Like he would lit oh, up. Yeah, lit up. He's like, "I'll tell you why," because they thought running 
under two hours would kill you. And Kelly Clarkson says, and it's almost like he had had a conversation with it. What doesn't kill you will make you stronger. And <laughs> the way he said it and the emotion in his, is like totally like, changed from the whole conversation. It, and you could, this was something that he felt in his heart. So we need to know, yeah. does the, does Kelly Clarkson know that the greatest runner in the history of earth, uh, love her music and run to all of her. Yeah. Cause I can't think of anybody that I would put on a higher pedestal than yeah. Ellie Kipchoge. Like an alien. Yeah. Right. Like absolutely. If I was going to rank human a beings, kid, you know, for me, Killian, maybe like from a mountain running, from a mountain, yeah, but he doesn't have but, the Zen. Really. There's no contest. Uh, yeah. Like that. He like, Iliad has a Zen quality. Like he exudes sort of, sort of a, it's like, like if there was a church of Iliad, I belong. <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> I do. I probably do. But anyways, we need we need you to make sure that Kelly knows that and the importance of knowing that. <laughs> like she's basically. Man, you know, it's funny. I was going to tell you my fear was my fear is that uh, I got to wait for the right moment because Kelly's like she's like me. She's a little ADD and she's kind of like a mile a minute. And even in the midst of her talk show, which is funny to me, like she's talking all day to people, literally for a job all day long. And then when the camera's cut, she'll run over to us and, and she's talking to us. And sometimes you can get a word in and sometimes I, we got to let her <laughs> flow. You know what I mean? And so, but I've been sitting on that for a while and I got to, that's, this is a firm reminder to, to bring this up because she'll come over every once in a while and be like, you asshole, you running all this mile. Like she, cause she kind of like, doesn't like to work out or whatever. At least that's what she says. And, um, but she, every now and then she'll be like, Hey, I started a, a 5k app or a 10 couch to 10k or whatever. And uh, next time that happens, I'm going to be like, listen, you need to understand <laughs> or maybe, Michael Jordan of running. Yeah, maybe hit her, hit, hit her in advance. Be like, look, if you were thinking about running again, let me just tell you the the God of running yeah. basically said yeah. when he wants to relax and, and listen to music, he listens to you. He, I mean, she, yeah. should, she should hit him up for a custom training plan. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. we should, he should be on the show. Honestly, like there was a, when I first read that he was a Kelly Clarkson fan, like it was honestly like a, a year ago or, or more. And I thought of like, I was trying to scheme of, of ways to get him on the show, like on the couch for an interview. Oh, and it should have been right around that, that sub two hour joint. But uh, oh, yeah, you never know. You never know. It can be pitched up the ladders. That would be amazing. I, I think if she could, it'd be amazing for him. And it'd be amazing for you <laughs> so, yeah. to meet her. I know. And I'm already, I'm already thinking about it. I'm like, that really would be, that would be good television. That's all. Really the only requirement is that it's good television and that it's wholesome. You know, that's, that's her other. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, well, he's, he's a beyond, wholesome dude. He's like a monk. Yeah. He's yeah. beyond wholesome. He is, man. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That is really wild though. That tripped me out. <laughs> it, it definitely tripped us out. Yeah. But, and that, that's great. I mean, if I was Kelly Clarkson, like if he, that he knows of her and that he's in her right. his world. That's amazing. It's such a weird thing. I feel like when, and uh, he, like when there's somebody who is that famous and then they regard somebody else who's like in a different sphere yeah. as that famous. And it's just weird to think like, Oh yeah, they're just all they're normal people. people. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Totally. Oh, I've seen, I've seen Kelly, you know, hop off the couch with whatever anonymous guest and kind of run over and be like, holy shit, I'm talking to so-and-so, like, like her fan out, you know, like uh, Garth yeah. Brooks is a great example. Like yeah. we did it. We, uh, Garth has been on the show twice. I've gotten to play with him and all this stuff. Oh, and, and, you know, Kelly grew up in that, you know, in Texas and Garth is like literally right. the goat, you know? So, yeah. um, 
it's, it's fun seeing her get excited about other celebrities because it, it that's very meta for me. I'm sitting there like, yeah, but I'm talking to you. You're a celebrity. You're, <laughs> you're excited about this person. And you're right. At the end of the day, we're all people. You know, like um, it can be really easy in in those rooms, whether it's Katie or Kelly, especially that Kelly has a way of like her whole thing is to kind of like uh, disarm people for people to feel very comfortable around her. Like Katie doesn't always have that. Katie is a little bit more of like depending on her mood, she can be like this space alien that can float into a room <laughs> and just kind of stare through you. <laughs> and it, you're, you're very aware that it's Katy Perry, you know, like she doesn't necessarily do things to make you feel more comfortable around her. Yeah. So all of that stuff has to come from you. And uh, it's taken, it's taken a little bit of training and time and exposure to just to be more, you know, comfortable in those environments for sure. Is there people that, uh, that you've come in contact that are either through music or, even celebrity actors or anything that you've had that, because for me, definitely the bizarreness of speaking to Ilya Kipchoge was somebody yeah. I never thought I'd have the opportunity to, to sit across from. And I'm stoked you guys had him on. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Is there anybody like that for you that when you've, because you have this opportunity being on the show and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Who's been somebody that has has put you in that place where you're like, wow, I'm talking to somebody that I am totally interested or are you beyond jaded at this point and you've seen them all? <laughs> well, the, there is a little bit of that, which is fun for us because it helps, helps you just kind of deal with the intensity of that world. It's just kind of like, yeah, Shaquille O'Neal's over there and I'm, <laughs> I'm reading news on my phone, you know? <laughs> uh, but no, so far there's been a few, not, not, none of my idols have come on yet, but, uh, the ones that I fan out over are very interesting. It'd be like my, my buddy Myrna came on, the the runner I was talking about. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson has come on a few oh, times. That's cool. And I got to go up to him and, and just, yeah, just nerd out with him and him like, man, you're really playing that thing. I'm like, dude. Cool. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, or, or, and then the other one, a random one was uh, Sean Evans from Hot Ones, the, the Spicy Wings show. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you guys have, yeah, yeah, Saturday Night Live just did a skit. Did Saturday Night Live just did a skit with Beyonce eating. <laughs> oh, so funny, dude. I've seen that, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was absurd. So he came on, and I was like, yo, I got I to gotta go meet Sean. So I try to save my, like, the other cats, like, uh, some of the people in the band will, you know, The Rock is on. They got to go talk to The Rock. Or mine are always, like, kind of <laughs> left of center. Yeah. <laughs> Like the hot wings dude, I gotta go. <laughs> well, I think there's something um, like more interesting about people who, and we talk about this a lot, like people who have experienced life in many different ways or come at like a weird angle into their fame, you know? Because I feel right. like, like for an example, uh, for example, one time I heard, who was it, Macaulay Culkin, like he was on the Joe Rogan show. Mm. And it was the most boring interview I've ever heard because he doesn't I was like, have anything because he does nothing beyond that realm of child to adult yeah. actor and that world. And there's no experience yeah. outside of that. And how can like, he doesn't relate almost to like normal people. So I love that. Right. I feel like there is something about certain celebrities that come at it a different way that makes them so much more interesting. Um, and I feel like that's the way I, with I running too. Cool... Yeah. Yeah. Well, one cool thing about running is that we all line up with our, Yeah. sometimes our running idols are at the start line. You yeah. Know, and it, you're just a few shoulders away that, <laughs> until the gun goes off. It, well, it is, <laughs> it is the most amazing thing for me to know that it's, it's one of the few sports where 
And someone brought up like Iron Man or, or some of the other things. But, uh, you know, in general, endurance events, you get to line up and you get to experience the same course that they experience. Mm-hmm. So whether or not you're running a five minute pace or you're running a 13 minute pace, you are, yeah. you're experiencing the course. And, and, and honestly, when you look at the people that take the longest to finish, sometimes I'm just like, whoa, they're a hero mm-hmm. because man, they're gutting it out. Like the, the pro guy, the yeah. back of the pack is gnarly, yeah. especially in the ultras, man. Like, oh, yeah. Cause that's like seven, eight you know, hours. You'll, you'll finish a race and people are still on the course 12 hours later. It's like, yeah. That is my, and you already took a long time. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> right. that's mind that's boggling. You're like, why aren't you dead? Nope. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of grit back there, dude, like for real. All right. As the temps start to warm up, it is good to have layers and figure that out for yourself. Some of the things that I love in this season, if it's really chilly in the morning, uh, you know, a vest does the job. It's easy to just ball up and hold in your hand if you need to after a while. Or, you know, just go from short sleeve or from long sleeve to short sleeve. It's up to you. Start thinking strategically about how you can shed layers and have a more comfortable run. Overheating is no joke. I've only done one fifty miler, but I'm really uh I would like to get to a hundred at some point. So is that your favorite distance, did you say? Um yeah, yeah. I think so, man. The hundred is just really a sexy idea to me. It's like finish a hundred miles later, a day later, you know, like it's just, it's the, it's the longest distance most people will do without sleeping, you know? Um, but I also love, I love a 50 K actually, I think 50 K is going to be really hard, like harder than hundreds sometimes in certain, uh, as far as intensity goes, cause it's really hard to like run those. Well, like I've, I've been trying 50 Ks for like my first one was in 2012, I think. And yeah, so coming up on 10 years and, Gosh, I think I've nailed like one. I probably run, I probably run eight, and all of them have sucked. Like, <laughs> like I just get the shit kicked out of me. And hundred milers, it's the reverse. I've had like, I've had one that was just a slog from mile forty on, <sighs> and I had trench foot, and I was just in hell. Um, but for the most part, hundred milers, you find a lot like the the tempo is so much slower that um, the first part of the day you're just surviving. And the race starts really around the dark, like, like the evening, you know, 6 p.m. or mile, depending on how fast you are, you know, like mile 60, 70. That's really when things start to like, you start racing a little bit. So, yeah, I like them all. I, I, I would say the 100 is probably my favorite distance. Nice. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like we should ask, what shoes are you wearing for your 100 milers or your road running? Um, what are your favorite shoes? I've been with Hoka. Oh, actually, it's funny. I'm not officially with Hoka. I, I got to remind myself that. <laughs> I, was a, I was a Hoka flyer for like four years, I think. Um, and then uh, I didn't make the team back last year. And I don't know why. They have their own internal reasons why they need to kind of share the we'll wealth or whatever. We'll be yeah. like, hey, Hoka, get this guy back. Here. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny. I've been Ever since I came on board with them, I've been ex- pretty much exclusively Hoka runner. And happily so, like I love Nike Wild Horse, and I've, there's great shoes out there. And actually, I love y'all's uh, shoe reviews. I watch those on YouTube all the time. <laughs> um, it, I but, promise we're uh, not high. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, hey, if you are, you know, I live in California. I'm yeah. not going to judge. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but no, yeah. So I, you know, I've been a kind of a Hoka lifer at this point. Um, and that there's a, right now my favorite model, I've really embraced the sad shoe thing. Like I've been running in the, uh, Stinson ATR, which is like, Oh wow. Great for where I live because I can run anything in it. I can go yeah, up and down so. a mountain in it. I can just run roads in it. And it's the most maximal shoe they make. Right. And that's odd for me because I'm normally more of like speed goat, um, Torrent, you know, or... Mafate speed. Oh, okay. Stuff. I never really liked the Torrent. Okay. I wanted to like the Torrent and it, and it wasn't for me. Um, but I loved like Rincon. There's a trail version they're making soon uh, uh, that's kind of Rincon esque. Uh, I love shoes like that. But kind of right now, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm training and running daily mileage in like the, the beefiest dad shoe I can. And then for racing, I'm going back to like speed go or something like that. That's like an inch. Did we, did we talk backwards. about that strategy before? Like, like I've always wondered, what if you just trained in a heavy ass shoe well, that, yeah. all the whole training yeah. cycle, and then, and then went you get in the light shoe fly. and go? Yeah, it's like I, we had well, a didn't, batting didn't circle. Didn't road in the '90s and 2000s? I feel like wasn't that a part of the road marathoning world? It's like you wear like a Pegasus for training, and then you wear a flat for the race. Yeah, basically, right. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. you just can't. But you'll, now you'll it's get like, injured if you wear a flat every day. But now shoes are so light, and totally. you can get a max cushion shoe. Yeah, that you can get something. Ounces. You can do hella miles, and that doesn't weigh much. So we normally ask one of the questions we ask is your favorite post, uh, like race meal or celebrate celebratory meal, which could include an alcoholic beverage, of course. Yeah. Oh, and it always does to me. Um, definitely gonna have a beer. Um, and then food wise. I mean, what's not good after 100 miles? You know, like, <laughs> you know, pizza. Um, and I always want to go in a lot harder than I end up going in. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, my first couple hundreds, I did some rough math, and I thought to myself, I was like, okay, I actually have burned about uh, about six days worth of a 2,000-calorie diet. Right. And so the first couple times, I was just, like, trying to eat all of that back. And now it's like I go hard for, like, one meal and then I'm pretty much yeah. back to the north. You 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 stay hungry for like maybe you know 48 hours. You're pretty hungry. Yeah. Um. And so I mean, just bring it on. All the pizza, all the burgers, you know, beer. Yeah. And uh, honestly, the the beer part I, has become like something I fantasize about <laughs> at like mile 30. Yeah. I just I start thinking about exactly which beer I'm going to have. And, it gets you know, to the finish. A lot of races have. Yeah. A lot of races, you know, have beer throughout the course. Yeah. And the last one I did was so dry. I'm like, it was in the desert. I'm like, where is the beer? Like, (laughs) no one had any beer. So I really, really was thirsty by the time I I finished that one. That was one of the best beers I've ever had. Uh, Awesome. (laughs) All right. And the the other, and this will probably be the last question, is if you weren't, normally we're asking pro runners, like if you weren't in running, what would you be doing? I guess for this question was, (laughs) if, if you weren't playing bass, for Kelly Clarkson and Katy Perry, what would you be doing? I'd be doing, uh, you know, growing up, I was an animator. Uh, oh, when wow. I was a kid, I used to love like visual art and, and uh, doing cartoons and stuff. So maybe I would have kept that going and just become like someone that works at Pixar or, or Disney or something like that. Nice. Awesome. Have you watched WandaVision? I have watched WandaVision. Actually, and I just started uh, uh, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, show. me too. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think of WandaVision? Uh, I I wasn't that into it. I thought it was okay. I loved obviously like the the throwback stuff from each decade and how they designed that and everything. I thought it was cool. Yeah. 
but I felt like the really end, well done. I felt like the end was kind of crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't. I, I didn't love it as much as people like, liked it. I, I like superhero shows for superhero shows. I like. I like to see fighting and laser beams right. and that kind of stuff. So that's it, yeah. And science that's not not explained at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't need that stuff. Yeah. So for me, WandaVision was kind of like a a, a bore. Like if I was going to rate like compared to like Mandalorian. I mean, there's no one to no comparison. Yeah. yeah. And I was kind of looking for a yeah, Ma- Mandalorian, Mandalorian replacement. I know. And you're not going to find it either. It's just such a good show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so I, I'm like two episodes into the Falcon and the Winter uh, soldier. And that's pretty good so far. I'll have to check that out. It's pretty good. It's a lot more of what you're talking about. Like, uh, of, that's yeah. what you want to see out of a Marvel show. It's yeah, like, exactly. You know, fist fights and I mean, I grew up on the up. reruns of the old Batman show from the seventies or whatever. <laughs> Like when I, oh yeah, you know they used to play that after school, you know, like it reruns, and I loved that. It was like it was the same shit every time, but <laughs> I'm, I'm down with it. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I want to see a pow yeah, it's a, punch. <laughs> it is what it is, you know. But then you know, then you go watch Interstellar, and if you want your mind blown, you know, or yeah. something like that. And so the, everything, it is what it is. It's like listening to really good trap music, like it just feels good. Yeah, <laughs> it well, doesn't have to be about exactly. Anything. Yeah. Totally. That's what it is. Man, I really appreciate you coming on. It's really interesting. I I actually really enjoy talking to people who running isn't their end-all, be-all. I like talking to the pros because it's interesting when someone's so committed and so passionate about something. But it's very interesting to talk to people that are making running work in their life rather than making Mm. running their life. Yeah. So uh, I think it's much more relatable to most people. So really appreciate you coming on. And totally. I, I will strangle you if you don't tell Kelly Clarkson that the God of running. Yeah. We're going to check has, back with has, you every day. Has called her. <laughs> we should check back in. I'm actually going to make that the first thing I say to her. All right. I'm deciding now when we get back from break. All right. So once again, great episode. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. I got to say thanks to our producer, Nick. And of course, Kyle, who was on as our guest this week and, Make sure you check him out on the gram. It's just Kyle Whalum, W-H-A-L-U-M. By the way, if you shorten that, that'd be like Callum. 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 Yeah. Anyway, yeah, check him out on Instagram. And, uh, you know, if you like listening to Kelly Clarkson, like Ilya Kipchoge, you can also uh, check him out on some tracks there, I guess. Yeah. And if you watch the Kelly Clarkson show, he's always in the background playing bass. Yeah. Boom. That's it. Yeah. Anybody else you want to thank? Meg, you usually thank the listeners. I would like to thank the listeners. Thank you guys for getting this far into the podcast. Yeah. And leave a review on Apple, please, or rate this podcast. So we'll get bumped up in uh, the running ranks. So someday maybe we'll get to the level of the morning shakeout. Yeah. I don't even. Is that, yeah. that's, that's probably one of the yeah. biggest. What's the biggest podcast? Ali on the run? Yeah. Yeah. I would so, think I don't I have no knowledge, but I'm like, yeah, we yeah. want to say hi to Allie at the top of the chart. So yeah, Allie, reach down, pull us up. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, definitely do that. But also, you know, it's great to share the podcast with your friends or talk about us, put us in a story, whatever, help us grow. All right, everyone, have a great week. Yeah, cheers. Mm-hmm.